The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday, the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. We're looking at Matthew chapter 5, especially looking at verses 20 to 28 and then 31 to 37, where Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Anyone who says to his brother, Reka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly when with your adversary, who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress, and anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair, white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no, anything beyond this comes from the evil one. My dear friends in Christ, when God demands of us, and he does demand of us perfect righteousness, when he demands of us perfect righteousness, he is demanding of us what we call is a mission impossible. In our reading, what Jesus does here is he repeatedly says, you have heard, but I tell you, and in each of those instances, you have heard, but I tell you, he's bringing up an assumption that the people made about God's law, an accepted fact, but then what Jesus does is Jesus is going to fill them in on God's truth and show the, the fallacy in what they believed as being the accepted fact but he wanted to show them that what they believed was so far from what God's truth really said. Well, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to the judgment. 
Most people think that the fifth commandment is only broken when someone is killed or murdered. But as far as God is concerned, the commandment is broken in other ways. When there is a feeling of hatred or anger, even spiteful words or disdainful sneer, that means that ultimately a person has already broken that commandment. And such things are evil acts in the eyes of God. It's not just the murder, it's the sinful words, it's the hateful words and the hateful thoughts or the not liking thoughts that end up actually being breaking of the first fifth commandment in the first place. Oh, maybe just think about this. If you've ever been faced by a discourteous driver or a slow teller or clerk, just think if your reaction to their slowness and their causing you a little bit of grief, if that makes you guilty of committing a sin against the fifth commandment, I know it's true for me at times. Well, Jesus said, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Jesus' point here is a very simple one. Under no circumstances does God want us to harbor anger in our hearts. God wants us always to be filled with love for all people, especially a love for their eternal souls, whether a person would be a friend or an enemy, he wants us to have love for them. And now what we should do is we should hate sin and we can hate the sinful ways in which people deal with us, that's hating the sin. But like our Savior who loved us, and just think about it, when he had people, soldiers, pounding nails into his hands and his feet, he still showed them love. He didn't show them hatred under those circumstances. He asked the Father to forgive them for the sin that they didn't even know what they were really doing. Well, that's what God wants us to do too, to be always loving and not showing anger and hatred to others. Well, well the picture that Jesus uses here is he pictures a man who's coming to church to the synagogue, and he's burdened with guilt for, for his sin against another person. Well, the person who is troubled like that, how can he really worship God if he's saying, you know, my head, my heart, it's not in the right place? And now, see, that means that what he needs to do is take care of that. He, his worship it's not going to be what it needs to be until he's confessed his sin, repented of his sin, and, and knows that he's forgiven for that sin. The time for reconciliation must be always right now, not later, not something that we would put off till a more convenient time, for example. Now is the time for us to settle matters because we don't know for sure that there will be a tomorrow 
when the dispute would be able to be settled. And, and we don't want disputes to fester because then it becomes more and more difficult to seek a settlement, a resolution to the problem. Well, Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. The accepted idea that, well, back then, probably today, and maybe it's even more liberal today, but the accepted view is that adultery is limited to just when a person would have sex outside of marriage. But Jesus tells us that that's not the case. And now, looking at another person in and of itself is not wrong, but he does say here that looking at another person with impure thoughts and sexual desire, that's what's adultery. There can so easily be lust and impure thoughts in our hearts. And now what Jesus does is he also refers to false assumptions regarding divorce. Although God does allow divorce for, does allow reasons for divorce, divorce is never something that is pleasing to God because one party and, well, probably both have done whatever they did that ended up causing that marriage to end up in divorce court. So what Jesus is doing here is he doesn't like divorce and what he wants is people to work together and work together with keeping the vows that they made when they were, were married so that a marriage wouldn't have to end. Uh, again, there are times when a Christian can get a divorce, but that doesn't mean that the whole situation is pleasing to God. Well, Jesus said, again, you have heard that it was said, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Oaths are acceptable when God or the government would require us to make them. But in our daily lives, in our regular lives, God wants us to be so trustworthy that other people would just simply want to believe our every word and not require an oath from us. You know, if somebody requires an oath of you, maybe sometimes I might be inclined to say, well, if you always told the truth, they wouldn't require an oath of you. But it's so easy to tell lies. It's so easy for us to sin and fall short of the glory of God. Oh, just this quick look very quick look at some of God's laws. What it clearly says to us is that God's righteous demands are impossible for us. That's what this section says. We've sinned. We on our own, apart from God, we deserve eternal wrath and punishment. That's the truth. That's the truth. And 
aren't you thankful that your salvation doesn't depend on sinful you? It depends on your Savior, Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, your law and your righteous demands of us tell us over and over again that we cannot save ourselves. Thank you for giving us Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.